I would just implore everyone, you know, uh, listening to this podcast, I don't care if you use TrueBooks or not, but you need to understand your numbers this year. Like, if for me, 2022 is about data and um, IP and creating softwares, uh, for you, I would I would say the goal is for you to basically track your numbers and to know the truth about what's happening in your business. Like, there's a reason we we came up with the name TrueBooks. It's to literally know the truth of what's going on in your books. Mm-hmm. And you will make more money if you understand the truth. Like, it's not... You're not doing it to save money and to cut, you're doing it to make better decisions throughout the year to make more money. But if you don't do it throughout the year, let's just say you spend 2022 doing what you always did, right? Well, whatever happens, happens that year, right? And then you'll, you'll come to your accountant in March or April. And it's been at, from this point, listening to this, think about this, that will have been 16 months from the point of listening to this, right? And your accountant's going to say, oh man, like you did X, Y, Z, like you should have did this. And they're like, why didn't you tell me that? Well, it's like, fool, you didn't like take what you were supposed to do mm-hmm. um, 16 months ago. Yeah. Which you bring up a really good point because what a lot of people look at tax people as are a transactional business. Oh, it's April. I'm going to turn in my shoebox of stuff and I'm going to get my tax return done and that's it. When in reality, and like this has kind of been our approach, right, to build TrueBooks is you want a relationship-based transaction, right? You don't want a one-and-done sort of annual meeting. And so that's where we kind of stress the importance of you – right? This isn't someone that you come to once a year. This is someone that you meet with monthly, quarterly, whatever it is to help analyze your numbers, stay organized. And so um, that's just another way to look at it is, right, it shouldn't be transactional. It's relationship-based. Like look at – even before we had TrueBooks together – you know, you could text me and ask me about numbers. We were emailing. We were in constant communication. I didn't just talk to you once a year. Yeah. So Well, and it just comes back to, you know, if you're running a business, then you should be doing this. If you're a W-2 employee and you got nothing going on, whatever. It is a transaction. And and maybe that's where the stigma comes from True. is that, you know, whatever, 80% of the world, I don't even know the number, but I would assume 80% of the world is employees, mm-hmm. right? They're not really having a say in the taxes or the decisions in the business. Like they just do what they do. Taxes are simple. Yeah. And so you can go file on TurboTax. You don't need TrueBooks. Um, I think I've done a sponsor for TurboTax too, by the way. <laughs> Shout out to, uh, for sure I've done Second books. one for free here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, you know, yeah, if you're a normal employee and you're listening to this, you don't need TrueBooks. In fact, it's probably, we can't really help you and we'll charge you way more than, you know, you could be charged if you just did TurboTax. But if you run a business, especially if you're in real estate or if you're in e-commerce or your social media um, influence or whatever, like we understand all of those things because that's what I do. And if I'm telling you that for me to achieve the success I've had and to continue growing at the rate I want to grow going forward, that I need, you know, a team. Like in fact, my team started out as just Matt, right? Mm-hmm. My team is a lot bigger than Matt now. You know, have four people with their hands in the pot now that are helping and filling in. Yeah, I have like literally a whole staff at TrueBooks. That's just just accounting. When I say four people, obviously there's way more than four people within these organizations. But yeah, it shows you that um, it's back end work. It's busy work. It's not fun work, but it's so crucial to business. Well, and I think too, a lot of people, um, they're cheap. 
So like, that's what I was trying to get at too. It's like, you know, most people don't want to cough up the money for an accountant, but going back and looking back at it, you need it. Well, no, I, it has even nothing to do with an accountant. Most people are just cheap when it comes to hiring in Mm. general. Mm. And, you know, you asked like, how can you, um, run all these companies and do all the stuff? It's because I ain't cheap. Like I'm freaking very generous with how I pay people. And the trade-off is that you just need to do what you're supposed to do. I ain't going to babysit you. I'm going to pay you well because I think you're top talent. Don't ask me for friggin', you know, dumb questions or what you should be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And in turn, it's allowed me to gain my time back and make more money. It's actually one of the core values of the wealthy way delegate to elevate. You know, there's a section mm-hmm. in the, the course talking about that. Like you should be delegating in all aspects of your life, not just as a business owner, right? Like you first need to understand what your time is worth. Okay. If your time is worth, $10 an hour or a hundred or a thousand. Okay. You got to know. And if you don't know, it's pretty simple. Just take how much you made last year and divide it by how many hours you worked. That's yeah. what your time is worth. Okay. So let's just say your time is worth a hundred bucks an hour. Like you're a beast, right? Well, do you still mow your lawn? Do you, you know, make your food? Do you do these things? Right? Like if you do those things, that's fine. Um, but those are hours that are worth 10 bucks an hour and you're choosing to do those. Whereas extremely wealthy people don't do that because we all know there's only one limited resource in the world. It's time. So if I have the same 24 hours Matt has and you have, and everyone else has, um, if I waste five of them every day doing $10 an hour task, that's not putting me ahead, right? What puts me ahead is doing thousand dollar plus hour task every day. And as long as I can either stay at my task, like my hourly rate of what I am worth based on what other, I don't make my rate by the way. Okay. (laughs) Math creates the rate. Yeah. The world tells me what I'm worth at least on an hourly basis by how much I make. Mm. Right. And so if people are willing to go golf with me for 5,000 bucks, it's not that I said I'm worth that. It's that people are willing to pay me that I could say I'm worth $10,000, but if no one pays it, I ain't worth it. So, you know, in the end with time and with hiring people, you have to understand what you're worth and what you can, you know, get someone else to do it for. Cause that is the only way you exponentially grow what you're doing in all aspects of life. Cause then, and, and here's the deal too. And this is what we talk about in the wealthy way is like, you don't have to replace, let's just say you stop doing those five hours a day of meaningless task, not meaningless, but $10 hour task, Right you're giving up the chance. You're, you're basically giving someone else 50 bucks, right? And you have a choice. You can just be okay giving up the 50 bucks because you don't care. And then you can go spend those five hours with your family, on your health, with your faith, um, doing some self-development, whatever, right? Or you can choose to work maybe one hour of those five and you know you make the 50 bucks back because your time is worth 50 bucks an hour, right? So you make it back. You didn't lose anything, but now you gain four hours in your life to go devote to other stuff. That's exactly what I do. Like, I don't need to work every hour. Like, I'm cool making what I make and then spending my other hours just chilling in the other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice as too, ideally every year, your hourly rate increases. Yeah. So you're kind of still working the same amount of hours, but making more, making more money. And that's because as time goes, right, you gain an expertise and new opportunities. And yeah, you get better at your craft and what you do. And I think for most people, 
they just are cheap. That's what it comes down. Like they just, mm. they think, oh, well, I can do that. I can mow the lawn. Why am I going to pay somebody 10 bucks? And it's like, well, if you think your time's worth 10 bucks an hour, who am I to argue with you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now look, here's the deal too. If you're making the money you want to make, and you're you're you like mowing the lawn, you know you're freaking. I was just gonna say if it's for pleasure and it's what you like, yeah, to spend your like time doing then yeah, that's cool. If you yeah. like to cook, <laughs> I'm not telling you you can't cook, mm-hmm. right? I like to golf. Okay, it used to not make me money, but yeah. it does now. <laughs> but nonetheless, even if it didn't make me money, I would go do it, even mm-hmm. though it doesn't make me money because I enjoy it. So my point is, when it comes to actually making money and like hiring people to make money for you, paying people to make money for you, okay? Basically, you're paying people for their time. Mm-hmm. And the, like the easiest way to think about this too is like, okay, think about how many employees, you know, I have, um, we were doing the math the other day. It was like, I don't know. Like W2-wise, a little well, over 30. Yeah, W2. Contractor-wise, and then con- at, yeah, over 200. Yeah, and so it's like, if I have 200 people working for me, at eight hours a day, you know, that's 1600 hours a day I've bought to go like impact the world. You want to know like how I can accomplish so much crap? I have 1600 hours versus everyone else's 24 or yeah. smaller teams, a couple hundred. Yeah. Like, dude, you can't keep up. Yeah. I don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I still only have the, you know, the eight I'm willing to work a day, mm-hmm. but I use my eight to go get 1600. And then eventually I'll use it to go get a hundred thousand, right? Like it is just however big it ends up becoming. But, um, the point is that is how exponential growth works. And to, to bring it all back to your original question of why don't people pay for an account? It's because they don't understand that concept. They think that I'll do the books myself. Why pay somebody a couple hundred bucks a month? Cause I can just do it myself. Like, okay, if you think your time is worth that, who am I to argue with you? Okay. And I can attest, most people that have said that to us end up coming to us because it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, you suck at it. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's the other thing, too. Yeah. Like, I suck mm-hmm. at keeping books. Yeah. I would never pay myself to do books. Which you would agree. It's not a good use of your time. Just like it's not a good use of my time to sit on sales calls all day. It's like that's not what I'm good at. Yeah, and here's the other thing, too. I don't. People aren't naturally, like, wired this way. So if this is the first time you've ever heard this concept— um, I talk about it in the wealthy way, so download that. But um, it you're not alone. Like 99% of the world doesn't understand this. And that's why everyone acts the same. And even you uh, talking to Matt were like this when we first met. You're like, dude, I'll do the work myself. Mm-hmm. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'm like, no, fool. <laughs> like, you don't get it. Like, <laughs> there's no way we can grow true books if you do everything. Yeah. And you're like, well, you know, I want to make the money doing it. I'm like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> and yeah. it, it took time. Yeah, true. That's so Yeah, looking yeah. back, that was that first six, seven months that was just, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. And that's the thing too, right? Like, and it's funny, I think I'd made a post right when the team started to grow and I made a post about just true books and like how grateful I was. It was, that was one of the biggest things I learned is, and I had said, like, I see a lot of people in the tax world, they'll kind of get a couple clients here on the side and then they end up leaving where they're at because they have, 60 to a hundred thousand of tax work. They can just kind of do from their kitchen and their underwear and it works. That's fine. You're a one man show. You do everything yourself and you'll make an okay living. But if you really want to scale and, you know, do bigger numbers, it takes a team. You can't do that by yourself at all. No, no one has ever done it by themselves. You can't. 
So, and even if you were able to make a lot of money by yourself, you know, like uh, there, there are some realtors who they can go make a million bucks by themselves, like more power to them. Um, but that's it. Like you're capped. That is literally, you will hit a cap and you'll just grind yourself down. I think there's no balance, which again, most people will say these younger people, okay, yeah, I'm cool with no balance. I want to work, 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 which is fine. But that only goes for a couple years before you just get completely burnt. Well, the other part of it too is you literally have no choice but to continue working. That is too. Yeah, you have no one else to rely on. When you stop, the business stops. Yep. Yeah. So that's the thing, you know. Yeah, that's even a whole other topic. That was one (laughs) thing I had learned from you too, that like how you were able to remove yourself by putting the right people in place to focus on social media was big. Mm -hmm. That was interesting to watch. Yeah. Just because, look, we all – it all goes back to time. We all have 24 hours. And so how you choose to live them is going to dictate how your life is judged at the end of your life. You know, like, I'm like, man, that Ryan, um, he built a lot of businesses or, or whatever, whatever they judge me by they are, but they're going to say, hopefully like, man, but he was a good dad. He was a good husband. He, he gave back to like, I don't know how he found time to do everything he did. Like that's mm-hmm. probably the biggest compliment that I think people could say when I die. Um, but that's literally only because of all the daily choices I make throughout my entire life. And so I think about that a lot because, uh, you know, legacy and other things are very important and how I make an impact on the world is important to me. But, uh, other people don't think like that, you know, it's just like, what can I do today to make money? Like and I said, it's very short term. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of an investment. That's funny. I said something to my wife the other day. Oh, something about like doing the dishes. And I was like, be good to future Sarah. Like I was like right now, like you're going to want to do the dishes now or whatever task it was because in 20 minutes or two hours, you're going to think, oh, I wish I would have done that. Well, it's funny. Like uh, I think it's Atomic Habits Habits that talks Mm. about this or it's the compound effect. They're both very similar books. Check them out. But they talk about this. um, There's always a battle between future Ryan and present Ryan. They're always (laughs) fighting because – Present Ryan can't see all of the things that future Ryan will get if, you know, present Ryan just does what he's supposed to do. Um, and so most people tend to just worry about present self, right? So because it's like the best example is if you saved whatever, right? Just talking about saving money. If you saved $100 a week out of your paycheck, right? Like over time, you could become a millionaire just saving 100 bucks a week um, for a normal person. But it's going to take a long time for that to play out. And the temptation to not just spend that hundred bucks and enjoy it today is extremely high for most people. And so most people don't do it. They just spend the money. Same thing with food, right? Like, you know that if you start a diet today, you won't get skinny tomorrow, right? But if you stick with it for the next six months, you're going to be looking good, right? But to not, you know, have that cookie today and to not enjoy eating out with your friends and going out and having some drinks. Like it's extremely hard to do in the present moment to get this future reward that you can't see, you can't feel, you can't touch. It's all faith. Like, yeah, this will play out. Well, um, this is where everyone has this conflict is like future self versus present self. And if you can have faith in the present that, Hey, these actions are going to be good for future Ryan, then you'll make the right actions and it'll play out. And, you know, to bring up the social media example, that's exactly what happened. It's like, dude, I didn't have any followers. I didn't have, Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I think that these actions are going to play out 
for future Ryan really well. Yeah.